Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Black Girl Tea Podcast. How y'all doing? Y'all good? It's it's February, y'all. It's it's February. A real nigga birthday pass. I'm 26 now. <laughs> Ooh, I'm old as dirt, y'all. Cause this is crazy. And <clears throat> let me tell y'all why it's crazy. Like most black women, you are born understanding that you will live a trauma-filled life simply because the color of your skin. Not because of what your boyfriend did and things like that. That's added trauma. But because you are a black woman, you were born with brown skin, people are going to hate you. And people may just kill you for that reason. I have not had any friends that have passed away due to these types of things but i see other black women that have been 18 and killed because somebody was racist who's been 16 and killed because someone was racist who've been five and brutally raped and attacked because of these things so at any given moment that could happen to me and unfortunately that's something that lives in the back of my head like this white man walking down the street that's having a bad day may take out his gun and shoot me because i'm a black woman and he don't like black people And I was just right there in the vicinity in the midst of him having a very bad day. And I don't think that's anything that we should have to live with. Unfortunately, that's the harsh reality to it. I am actively doing what I need to do to change the narrative, educating people. But people are born to hate. They grow up and they are raised in these households and they are learned and taught to hate black people just because they're black people. And that's unfortunate. I can't control them. I only can control the way that I walk around in the world. Um... I feel comfortable and understanding that there are white people who will speak up for me, but that's not always the case. There are white people who absolutely love black people, but they don't know how to actively um, speak up for us when it's against another white person who hates us. It's That's just a harsh reality. Um, but for those reasons, I I thought I'd be killed. <laughs> like, and it's... it's I laughed in that moment, but like that's a harsh reality and not serious. But a real nigga is 26, y'all. I'm of course while I'm recording, the alarm's gonna go off. Welcome to Bridgeport, and I'm not editing that out. <laughs> it's gonna go off for a long time too, so y'all just act like y'all don't hear that, cause you know a day in the life of Bridgeport is random. You know, it's either gunshots or car alarms or somebody racing down the street at two o'clock in the morning. Y'all, y'all have heard it all at this point. Um, I'm not gonna edit that out. Still going. Okay. So, yeah, I'm 26. That's scary. It's different. I don't feel different. But I know I gotta move different. So, there's that. But yeah, y'all. So, y'all have been one responding amazingly to the first episode of help us the first episode for um help us sister out i did the one i did the first one and i did the second one and y'all eating them up like <laughs> y'all got advice y'all got receipts y'all hitting these girls up with their their stories and with your stories and response to them and letting them know that they're not alone and i absolutely love it that is the purpose of this podcast and in the blog to let people know that they are not alone and going through their their situations and whatever is happening to them in life but there's also been a great response of people reaching out like i'm gonna tell you my story here's your spin on it 
Um, like, you give me your spin on the situation. How would you handle it? How would you move forward? What does your community have to say? Now, as I always say, there are certain situations that I cannot give you guys advice on because I've not gone through that. And I don't know what to say. But I'm happy to tell you a story and get you some advice from someone who knows what's going on. Um, and just so happens, I had some extra time. Like, I had days where I didn't have enough to schedule. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, maybe I can reach out to this person and finally sit down with them so they can tell me what's going on in their life. Maybe I, maybe I can throw another episode in. So this is a second episode for February. Um, I was going to save it for March, but I'm like, I already, I got three people's stories in my notebook. Like I didn't went to dinner with three people already. So I got y'all stories. I'm not going to double up every month with them, but I felt like this one was a good one considering the world that we live in and how the dating pool is. Um, as you see, there's, there's a lot of stories about dating which I love that. Um, y'all can share stories about dating, work situations, whatever the case you want to do. I don't care. Um, just as long as you are committed to telling the truth, you are committed to giving me all the details and hearing what, the, what everyone else has to say and seeking advice. Do understand I don't disclose whose story this is. We come up with um, aliases when we are together so that they can follow the story properly and so that you guys can get the picture that we are painting. Now, if you know somebody with these names, don't go up to them and be like, are you the girl from Nice Podcast? Because it's not them. Um, unless, yeah, no, I just wouldn't give anybody their actual name. I don't even give people their actual names when I'm telling my business. So, unless it's my friends, like, y'all know my friends. But, we gonna jump into this one. Now, this one, this one was different. It, it was different. It got baby mama and baby daddy drama. And y'all know I'm here for that. I like a little baby mama drama. Um, <laughs> I like it for everybody else. I don't want to date no man that got baby mama drama. That's out of the question for me. But she hit me up right after Raven's story went up. And she was like, I'll tell you my story. And I was like, all right, cool. And she was sending audio. She's like, this is this is what's going on. Now, she's already gotten to... She's already did what she did. However, she often circles back in her mind and she's like did I handle all this correctly am I doing the right thing and she just needs us to reassure her or pour her into the new a new direction and that's what I intend to do so the young lady that this episode is about is a young woman of course this is an alias her name is Priscilla Priscilla is currently 28 years old and she is from the big city of Bridgeport Connecticut She's from my city, y'all. I've never met her, though. It's crazy. She followed Black Girl T. I've never met this girl a day in my life. Um, I'm like... I asked her, like, have you seen me somewhere before? I asked everybody who I meet that's new from Bridgeport that I've personally never seen. Like, have you seen me? Where you seen me at? How'd you find the podcast? And she was like, I actually saw you at Grill 2, which is not a surprise. And she was like, I went a couple times in the summer and last summer... Um, so summer 22 and summer 21, she was like, and I just, I would see you having the time of your life. Um, I have a friend who is a friend of you who posts about your podcast and stuff. So I just, you know, if she was down to listen, you got to be saying some good shit because it's not too many people who can catch your attention, which, you know, that felt good. But a lot of y'all, 
know me from being seeing me outside but y'all don't know me know me and i ain't saying nothing about that like i pre- if you if you follow me on social media and you see me outside i may not know who the fuck you are but i need you to be like hey yo not i follow you on your personal black girl tea something or i always see people i have people all the time that be like i see you in grill too every day what's your name and i'm just like it's me nah um but yeah that's how she found out about this podcast and i think that is amazing and if you ain't been to grill too yet go so priscilla is 28 like i said and she has been dating this individual she was dating this individual named rodney since she was a sophomore in high school so i want to say that's like 14 15 years old maybe even 15 16 so rodney and her were friends since middle school they went to middle school together they were chilling they were like neighbors so it was just like all right cool this is an easy bond to continue to have um when it was time for them to graduate middle school he was thinking about going to um a private high school and she had already knew that she was going to go to a public school simply because that's what everybody else in her family did they were successful she wasn't gonna change that and then possibly end up unsuccessful which i told her when she was telling me this girl this damn alarm when she was talking to me about like her process with that i told her and i'm gonna tell y'all and i've I've said this before don't just follow in somebody's path because all eight people who who have done it have been successful doing it this exact way girl if you wanted to go to any other high school in this area you should have done what was best for you not saying that you going to the school that you went to wasn't best the best for you but if you wanted to step out and take a risk take a risk because if there is no risk there is no reward so that is that um ended up rodney ended up losing one of his parents and they fell on some financial hardship so he he wasn't an athlete he didn't do anything special that would help him get a scholarship he was just a black boy from the hood that really wanted to do something different and didn't necessarily have the resources or the network to help him get to that next level so he ended up going to the same high public high school that priscilla went to freshman year was tough for both of them because it was a big adjustment rodney was also doing this really big adjustment without his mother um and like i said they were neighbors so she's seen how this was affecting her friend she comforted him um as we all know freshman year in high school is hard regardless because this is something brand fucking new you really don't know how to go about it um and bridgeport it's definitely definitely an experience because the beginning of the summer everybody's still childish as fuck and then end of the summer everybody tried to mature and as we all see, that don't fucking work. Because technically, you're still in eighth grade. <laughs> but anyways, high school is just weird on its own. So they were friends. She supported him. He supported her. And she was there and comforting her friend Rodney. And freshman year was great for them. Rodney had begun to make other friends and kind of started to, like, distance himself from Priscilla. But it wasn't on no like shady shit. Like he just found his group of people and Priscilla hadn't necessarily found her. So one day in the summer before sophomore year of high school, Priscilla and Rodney hung out. And he's like, what's going on with you? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Catch me up to speed. And they did just that. She told Rodney how she was having a hard time making friends. Um, Although these were some of the people that she did go to middle school with, they just weren't necessarily the same people she went to middle school with. If you caught that, you're a little smart if you didn't people wasn't being the same 
People start acting weird. People start switching up. People start realizing that, you know, Priscilla wasn't the friend that they wanted to have in their life. Now, Priscilla is very quiet. She is what she called a nerd. She loves her books. She loves to listen to podcasts. She loves to listen to um, audiobooks. She's really a nerd. And at that particular time, people didn't have that same hunger for books and knowledge as she did. And they would often make fun of her because of it. So she just distanced herself. She stayed by herself and she was a classified loner. That is what she called herself, not me. Um, And as time went on, she just was like, you know what? It's my first year of high school. This is what's going to work for me. And although she did realize that she was still maintaining amazing grades, she was getting opportunities that some of the other kids weren't getting. Um, The other kids weren't getting those same opportunities as her. And that set her aside. She wanted to be set aside. She wanted people to know that she was different. She was okay with the fact that she read books and didn't have friends. But she did want friends. And she didn't want to change who she was to have those friends. She really just wanted to be accepted amongst people who truly accepted her for who she was. And she expressed that to Rodney and Rodney was like, damn, I really abandoned my friend. They had a conversation. They put some boundaries in place. They set up a couple days a week where they would be hanging out with each other. She did end up hanging out with Rodney's friends and they seemed to have accepted her. Um, some of them were like, oh, okay, like I don't really read books like that, which is why I'm failing in school. So maybe you can help me. Maybe you can motivate me. And sure enough, after a couple of months of sophomore year, Rodney's friends became her friends. They started doing things together, chilling. And then out of nowhere, her mother suddenly passed away. So as I said to you guys, Rodney's mother passed away the summer before his freshman year. So Rodney knew exactly what she was going through. He shared those same feelings. She's literally grieving the same process that she's grieving. And he was there for her. He told his friends like, you know, I've gone through this. This is what I wish I had and I didn't have. So we need to be this for our friend. And that happened. They were an amazing, strong friends group who was supporting their grieving friends. Um, They even went to grief therapy, which was something that was offered by their school, which I think was amazing. Um, I will also throw this in. I went to grief therapy at my high school when my grandfather passed away, and it was very helpful. And it's good to know that there are schools that there are other schools within my community that that had that and offer that because there are schools even right now in 2023 that don't offer that. So shout out to the Bridgeport Public School District for having that there. Um, But yeah, they were moseying along and then here it is, Christmas vacation of their sophomore year. And it was weird for both of them. They didn't have their moms. Um, Priscilla's dad was really taking the death of the mom really hard. He was drinking, he was working extra hours to make sure that they didn't fall on hard times. And it was just weird. Rodney and Priscilla ended up spending most days together. Rodney wasn't at her house she was at Rodney's house there were times where they would be there with their friends group but there were times when they wouldn't be they were watching a video she did not tell me what video um but and I would imagine because he probably would find out about this episode she did tell me that he listens to podcasts as well so I don't know if he listens to mine but Rodney if you out there hey boo (laughs) but they were watching a video and like a music video and he was like oh like that girl is bad as fuck da, 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 da. and she was like yeah she bad and he was like you kind of look like her 
So she was like, what you trying to say? I'm bad? If you like me, just say you like me. And he was like, well, I've been said I like you. You just never picked up on it. And her mind got to wondering. Y'all y'all know how women are when men say something that kind of throws them for a loop. And you got to be like, wait, what? Like, Also, me, as someone, when men be flirting with me, sometimes I really don't be catching on. And Priscilla said the same thing. Like, she just did. She was also young. Like, she didn't know he was flirting with her. So it was just like, okay, like, awkward moment. I'm going to go home. And she went home. She texted him and was like, I'm home. I made it next door safely. Thanks for having, you know, a good night, which is what they've always done with each other. And he was like, but I'm serious, though. Like, I think you're bad. And she was like, thank you, Rodney. And he was like, no problem. The next day, again, this is Christmas vacation. So ain't nobody has school until the new year. So the next day is Christmas Day. And... Um, his family brought her family some gifts and vice versa. And then they had their secret gift exchange as friends, their friends group. And everyone pretty much got somebody something. You know, sophomore year, if you ain't already, if you don't come from a family that got bread, you don't really got bread when you're a sophomore. Like you be having to do your chores and save your money. Um, some people start getting jobs sophomore year. Some people aren't able to. But Priscilla was saving her coins. And she knew that she wanted to get Rodney something special. And Rodney was in the same boat. So when the friends did their gift exchange and everybody went their own separate ways, she still hung out at Rodney's house like they normally do. So Rodney was like, oh, I got you a gift. It's something that I didn't want to give to you in front of the whole friends group in case, like, we needed to clear the air on some shit. And she's like, oh, same. So she goes next door. She gets her gift for Rodney. She comes back. Rodney gifted her a nameplate necklace. Now, if you don't know about the nameplate necklace era, I'm sorry that you were not able to experience it, but everybody had a nameplate. I had a nameplate necklace, bracelet, earrings. I had the um, stud earrings with my name on it, and I had hoops popping. And my mom got it from the jewelry store downtown because that lady's name is Ann. She used to hook us up with all the jewelry. But anyways, he bought her a nameplate, and she was just like, damn, like, this is really nice. Thank you. Like, you spent a lot of money on this. And he was like, oh, I was saving up my money for Christmas to get my friends gifts. And he's like, you've been a really good friend to me. So I thought I'd give you a really good gift. And he was like, okay, like, where my gift at? Where'd you get me? And she brought this nigga a gift for his PlayStation, y'all. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, I can't wait to play this. Like, I've been trying to save my money for this, too. I got a whole separate savings fund for this. Like, I appreciate you. da 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 And it was, it was just a really pure, blissful moment for the two of them. And Priscilla decided to tell Rodney how she felt about him. And come to find out, Rodney felt the same way. They really liked each other, but they never wanted to move forward with their relationship because of the sake of their friendship. They didn't want to jeopardize anything. They didn't want to, like, make things awkward for the friends group. So they agreed that they would start to court each other. Again, Priscilla's term, not mine. Um... And I wrote these things down in my notebook too. So y'all gonna hear me flipping through the notebook. Um, but they would, they would court each other. They would go to Carvel after school. Um, if y'all don't know Bridgeport, Carvel is um, Paquanic, if I'm not mistaken. Paquanic or Park Ave. It's like on that weird little corner over there. Well, it used to be. It's not there no more. It's a smoke shop now. But they went to Carvel. Y'all know on Wednesdays, Carvel had to buy one, get one. And they would chop it up with each other. They would walk around. They would chill. They would hang out. And it was just really, really, really great. 
So they go back to school. They're continuing these things. But people are noticing, like, their relationship is different. They're no longer acting as friends. They're in the hallways. They're holding hands. He's carrying her books. He's walking her to class. He's waiting for her after school to walk with her home. Like, it was really, really nice. Rodney finally decided that he would step out on faith and try out for basketball. She was his cheerleader. She was rooting for him. But not in the way that friends root for their friends and the way that girlfriends root for their boyfriends. He was a pretty decent basketball player. um, And it wasn't something that he was doing because he was good at the sport. He knew that his, his plans changed for high school. And he needed his plans to stay the same for college. He wanted to go to whatever school was the best for what he wanted to be when he grew up and he did what he needed to do to get just there in the midst of dedicating himself to his education and his future career plans he was also very dedicated to priscilla and on the valentine's day basketball game he asked her to be his girlfriend and she said yes (laughs) that's mad cute y'all that's mad cute (laughs) oh anyways so she said yes. They had already had plans to do like some little cheap ass sophomore year of high school Valentine's Day dinner, which was literally to go to her house because her dad was not there and have dinner, like an intimate little dinner. And at this point, Rodney's dad had remarried. Um, well, not remarried. He got into a relationship. So at Rodney's house, his daddy was executing his Valentine's Day plans. Um, I don't know if he got remarried. I should have probably clarified that. But he was in a relationship with somebody at that point, And the dad had Valentine's Day plans at Rodney's house. So Rodney had to go to Priscilla's house to execute his Valentine's Day plans. So in Priscilla's head, she was remaining a virgin until she was ready for marriage. However, Rodney sweet talked her out her draws and they had sex. She said it was one of the most memorable Valentine's Day of her life. She's 28, y'all. So this is 14 years ago, just about. It was one of the most memorable times of her life. Um, it was a pleasant, I lost my virginity experience. And she would do it again with Rodney if she got the chance to. So they end up having sex. And now she is got to go to work. I mean, got to go to school the next day. It's my birthday, 14 years ago, <laughs> February 15th. And her friends that... Some of the friends that she had that were in Rodney's friends group remained like they became really good friends of her and not necessarily abandoning the relationship that they had with Rodney. But like these were Priscilla's girlfriends. And then she had made a few new friends. So Valentine's Day is over. Everyone is back at school on February 15th. And they like, girl, what the fuck happened? What happened? And she was like, oh, I lost my virginity last night. And multiple girls in the friends group was like, so did I. So they're all exchanging stories and Rodney walks by her and he's like, you ready for class? Like, let's go. The normal shit that he was doing. Like he did not switch up once they had sex. And in fact, Rodney didn't tell any of his boys that he had sex with her. Now she said she found this out because one of the girls that was in the friends group, Tatiana, which is a name that she gave this girl because apparently Tatiana has been, is still her friend. And she, Tatiana was dating a dude named Greg. Greg is also an alias. So Tatiana and so Greg and Rodney were best friends. Tatiana and Priscilla were best friends. So it's like, I'm date, best friends are dating best friends. 
and I'm gonna get the tea regardless of what's going on. Rather my nigga tell me or my best friend tell me what the fuck my nigga up to, I'm gonna get the tea. And it, it is what it is. So Tatiana with Greg was like, oh, like, what did the guys do for Valentine's Day? And he like, oh, everybody else said it, it, it was just chilling. Like, ain't nobody really going into details about nothing. That's not how we are. And she was like, oh, okay. So he was like, yeah, what the girls say they did. And she was like, well, the same shit we did. Almost everybody did too. Like, niggas lost their virginity. And he was, I can't imagine being a sophomore and had losing my virginity. But anyway, this is that my story. Um... And I said that to Priscilla when we was talking. But anyways, so she was like, yeah, everybody lost their virginity. Like, simple as that. Simple as that. Like, they lost their virginity. And he was like, oh, well, Rodney ain't say that he he smashed. And she was just like, oh, well, I don't know. So she texts Priscilla like, yo, Rodney ain't tell the guys that he smashed. And Priscilla immediately started to question herself. Like, did she just have sex with someone who was like feeding some bullshit into her ear she didn't know she should like approach him and tatiana was like girl that boy care about you do not overthink about this um i shouldn't even brought this to your attention i should just let it rock but i just wanted to like i kind of just wanted to let you know what was going on and what was circulating around the friends group tatiana and priscilla were the closer friends of the friends group than the other girls so she was like i'm sorry like i just keeping you in the loop like i normally do so again i'm sorry if like I if me bringing this information to you really fucked you up and and Priscilla was just like nah like thank you for being a friend type shit some time goes on and she and Roddy are still exploring sex um they were using protection she had finally told her dad that she was sexually active the dad was like you need condoms you need birth control and that's just exactly what happened the dad had a conversation with rodney obviously because the dad has a a relationship with him there's some rapport they've been in each other's life for a while the dad was just like yo i know what's up and you know use protection y'all young y'all got your whole lives ahead of y'all i'm not gonna tell y'all what to do because clearly you're doing it but use protection y'all y'all want to go to college and live a good life y'all don't want no kids i'm telling you y'all don't want no kids because i had my kids in my late 20s where i was already established in my career and it was hard for me and I was already established. I don't want y'all to, you know, have to put things on hold. And Rodney took that advice. He was using protection. And now we are in junior year. So y'all know junior ring dance is a big deal. And that is what they were all talking about. Like Priscilla knew that she was going to ring dance with Rodney. Tatiana knew that she was going to ring dance with Greg. It was just a matter of Priscilla and Tatiana sitting down and figuring out what the fuck they was wearing. Because they were best friends and they needed to make a big deal out of ring dance um priscilla was the first girl in her family to go to ring dance her mother was not able to go to ring dance due to um some financial difficulties that their family had had and it was just like what way what better way to honor my mom than to pop off a ring dance and go to fuck off and tatiana 100 supported that tatiana's mother had gone to ring dance but it was way back in the day and it was different also these girls mothers and like their parents are older parents so these are 14 15 16 year old girls and their parents are in their late 50s um which is not what we're used to in this generation we're used to us being i'm 26 and my mom is about to be 43 so it was just a way for them to pay homage to their parents and show that there was progression being made, that they were breaking generational curses. As a lot of people know, a lot of a lot of women aren't able to go to ring dance because they are pregnant, which they were going to go to ring dance and not be pregnant. 
So, everybody's getting hype. Everybody's getting in the move and groove of things. It is now time for Junior Ring Dance, and Rodney start acting weird. He like, yo, I don't really know if I want to be in a relationship. I got my career to think about. Maybe we should slow down. And Priscilla was like, we could do all that, but you still going with me to ring dance. And he was like, yeah, that, that's 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 a Fendi. Like, it's me and you. I'm not saying I'm leaving you. I'm just saying, like, I got to prioritize some other stuff. So she's like, all right, cool. So he started playing basketball for other basketball leagues in, in the area, outside of high school, outside of the high school team. And she was there right beside him. And a few days before ring dance, she was telling him, like, she finally found out what she wanted to do with her life. And Rodney was supporting her. The same way she was cheering for Rodney at the basketball games, he was cheering for her at English writing competitions. She really wanted to be an English teacher. She really wanted to get her own book out there talking about what she had experienced as a grieving teenager. And he was 100% here for it. He was helping her go to... He had found her a therapist. And, like, he was already in therapy, but she was only going to the grief therapy that was available for her in school. And they were doing what they was going to do. So they had made the plan that after ring dance, they would all spend a night at Rodney's house. Like the entire friends group would spend a night at Rodney's house. Rodney's father would be there. Ain't no crazy shit going to be happening. But y'all know people still be fucking with people's parents in the house. And that's exactly what happened. But they had made this plan that they were going to go to ring dance. They were skipping school the next day. And then they were going to go and try to find some agencies that would teach her how to write her book. And that's exactly what the friends group did. While they were out there doing what they was doing, they came back home early and Priscilla and Rodney had a free crib. So Greg and Tatiana took Rodney's house and they did what they had to do, if y'all catch my drift. And Priscilla and Rodney went to Priscilla's house and they did the deed. And this particular time, the condom popped. I had to be quiet, y'all, because the condom popped and it is a f- literally a day after ring dance and Rodney's freaking out. Rodney does not know what to do. Rodney doesn't want to say anything to his parents. Priscilla doesn't want to say anything to her parents. So they finish the act, clean up, and go straight over to Tatiana and Greg. Tatiana was like, girl, we need to go find out how to get you a plan B. I'm going to ask my sister if she knows what that type of stuff is about. And we're going to get this situation taken care of. Because you don't need no kids. Like, you got a bright future ahead of you. We just put things in place earlier today. Like, we do not need this in our friends group. In fact, Tatiana was never able to ask the sister. Because the sister had unfortunately gotten a very bad car accident and passed away. So now it is a third death in this friends group. And they are just devastated. Um... They never got the plan B and come to find out the end of junior year, Priscilla was pregnant. So Priscilla knew she was pregnant for a couple weeks before she said anything to Rodney and her parents. Her and Tatiana had done pregnancy tests together. Um, Tatiana ended up telling Greg, but Greg was sworn to secrecy. So he never said nothing to, to Rodney about it. And they are planning senior year and they sit down and Rodney, Priscilla, Tatiana and Greg are, are all there together. At this point, they had strayed away from some of the other friends that they had simply because of growth. Like, there was no issues. If they needed to call on those old friends, they could. But, like, everybody was doing their own thing. They're really finding out who they are. And they found their people. So, they're all sitting down together. And Priscilla's like, I got something to tell y'all. I'm pregnant. And Rodney and Greg freaked out. They're like, okay, like, 
the decision is yours if you want to keep it like we're gonna step up like that's the daddy i'm the god daddy and tatiana the godmother and we just gotta figure out what the fuck we gonna do because we we kids ourselves like our parents are gonna kill us but we gotta like we gotta own up to this mistake Greg ended up going to get a job. First of all, shout out to Greg. Because Greg went and got a job to help his homeboy out. Greg ain't had no kids. He ain't had nothing to worry about. He had a pretty good life. He had money on his own. Because his family was was somewhat, like, taken care of. So, Greg was really chilling. But he like, yo, this is my dog. I'm not about to let my dog go out and take no L. So, I'm going to step up and do what I got to do to help my boy take care of his kids. So, he got a job. Um, he ended up putting Rodney onto the job. So, now Rodney is playing basketball and working. And focusing on his schoolwork and shit. And Tatiana is doing hair. She teaching Priscilla how to do hair. Because we don't know if you can have a girl or a boy. You need to learn how to do hair. But in the meantime, you need to be box braiding hair so you can get some money. And they ended up going home that same night. All four of them. And telling both people's parents what was going on. Both parents were obviously furious because the kids were young. But very supportive at the end of the day. The kid would be taken care of regardless of what was going to happen. Um, the father told both fathers told both children like you're gonna have to go to school and continue to get your education we're gonna help you out but you're also gonna step up to your responsibilities so senior prom may not be in the picture for y'all because we don't really know if you want to babysit y'all kids so y'all can go check your ass but we're gonna figure that out when it's time to come and these four young people did what they had to do to make sure that this kid was taken care of Rodney gets the opportunity to go out of state for college where Priscilla was staying in state for college and it just made things complicated. She was about to have this baby, finding out their college plans and she was just like, bro, you're really going to go out of state and go to college and I'm going to have to stay here and take care of this baby. And he was pretty much like, yo, nah, like you, you tweaking, applied to the same school as me, Greg got in. So it's going to be me, you, Greg, and Tatiana if she decide to come. Which they can't really ask Tatiana to come because that's a big ass. Like, she got her own career and it's not her baby. So they was like, you know, this the plan for us. Do what you got to do to see if you can get into school and come. Her dad was not going for it. Her dad did not want her bringing her baby. She didn't even have the baby yet. But the dad was just like, no, like, you're not about to go. You're a new parent and you're still a child yourself. You're not about to take this baby to another state and try to raise him and then ruin this kid's life. Like... That's not happening. Me and your mom made sure that you had the best life. And it is my responsibility to make sure that this kid has the best life under any circumstance. So she ended up going to the local community college to save money. And so did Tatiana. Tatiana's family ended up falling on hard times. And Tatiana ended up moving in with her best friend. So she had her best friend there every step of the way. And three weeks before prom, she has this baby. Um... Rodney and Greg were still there supporting her, going through everything that she needed to go through. So she missed her senior prom. Tatiana sat senior prom out too because if my best friend not going to be there, I'm not going. And that's the vibe. But Rodney and Greg still went. Y'all know senior prom be lit. You go to the after parties and everything. You get drunk. Some of y'all be drunk for the first time and don't know what the fuck y'all doing. And one thing leads to another. And Rodney and Greg never came home after prom and that is what they agreed that they were going to go to prom have a good time and come back and help tatiana and priscilla with this baby but they vanished the next day rodney and greg pull up and they like yo we got drunk as fuck we're sick as fuck this morning but we're here to help and priscilla and tatiana was not there for it like 
Tatiana was cussing Greg out and Priscilla was giving Rodney the silent treatment. And she was just like, well, you here now, so take care of your son. Like, I need a minute. Take care of your kid. And they all end up sitting in the house of silence. A few hours later, Priscilla's dad came home and Priscilla's dad pulled Rodney and Greg to the side and was like, listen, y'all vowed that y'all would be there for this kid and people are going to hold you accountable for that. I'm holding you accountable for that. What y'all did last night was unacceptable. She gave y'all the opportunity to go out and have a good time and y'all completely left them in the dark and having to scrounge and do shit on their own. I was here to help, but that was not the agreement that y'all had about prom. You need to apologize. Rodney and Greg go back in, apologize, and... They have the baby for the remainder of the day. They go to Rodney's house and Priscilla's dad takes her and Tatiana out for dinner. He treats them real nice simply because they missed prom and he wanted to do it up for them. Fast forward to graduation. So graduation comes and Everyone is graduating on time. Priscilla and Rodney were able to be great parents to their son and finish high school. They have both planned on continuing their education in Connecticut and going to college. No real clue of what they wanted to really be, but Priscilla did know at one point in time she wanted to write a book. She wanted to write her original book about being a grieving teenager, but now she wanted to talk about being a teenage mother. And people at the high school were very supportive of her, very supportive of Rodney. Um, they um, admired their willingness to like continue their education, not give up on themselves, but also not giving up on their kid and putting their kid in a great predicament. So graduation comes and, you know, they walk across the stage, everybody's screaming their names. And Priscilla realizes in the midst of that, this little girl here, that's screaming real crazy for Rodney. Now, she's seen this girl around the school, but she ain't never really paid a girl no attention. But she'd never seen the girl interacted with Rodney. Postpartum depression was definitely kicking her ass. And she said she just was really distant in the relationship. But she was actively trying to make sure that, like, Rodney still knew that it wasn't him. It was her. It was what she was going through. It was the fact that she had just had this baby. She was under so much pressure as a mother and a student. But it was nothing to do with him. They were still having their date nights. But at that point, Rodney was physically there at the table but mentally somewhere else he would always be texting always doing other things on his phone and it just wasn't the greatest relationship that it was in the beginning it had taken a turn for the worst so they go out and celebrate as a one big happy family so it's Rodney's family Priscilla's family um some of Tatiana's family because remember I told y'all Tatiana's family had fell on some hard times and it just wasn't going good for them and Greg's family Everyone's celebrating. They have a big-ass cookout on their block, and it was just amazing. They're passing the baby around. They're cheering for the new grads, and it was just amazing. A great moment, and this same girl pull up to the cookout. When the girl pulls up to the cookout, she gives everyone a handshake, introduce herself, and she like, hey, like, I see you around school. Congratulations on the baby. Congratulations on doing it. My mom was was a, a teen mom, too, so, like, I'm going to give you my mom's contact information. If you need something, you can reach out to her. I know your situation. I know your mom is no longer here. The only real mother figure that you have is Greg's mother. And at this point in time, Greg's mother was obviously, like I said, an older woman. But she was also going through her own sicknesses and health issues. So she was like, my mom is still young and got some time left with us. Take advantage of that. She said in that moment, she was like, okay, cool. Like, this is just someone from school who really just fuck with us. 
from afar. She didn't really know who we was. So she accepted her. They partied. They did what they had to do together. And at the end of the cookout, the gang is back together at Priscilla's house. It's time to put the baby to sleep. And Priscilla is noticing that Rodney is super distant. He's distant with her, Tatiana, and Greg. Baby is asleep. It's time for Tatiana and Priscilla to start winding down. Rodney leaves and Greg stays there. While Priscilla is in the shower, Greg and Tatiana have a conversation about the interaction that they had seen between Jasmine and Rodney, but also them both having the conversation that they're realizing there is a weird wedge in this relationship and that someone needs to address it. Rodney was home and was texting Greg and Greg was pressing him like why are you acting weird all of a sudden you're not there like you used to be like you're here physically but you're not here mentally like what's going on with you I know we're all about to transition into adulthood and I know it's really it's super hard and it's really confusing but like you know you got us bro like you can't act you can't switch up on us now like you got a kid we all invested in your kid like if you're not gonna do this for you do it for the kid but you need to like you need to get your act together Roddy never responded Priscilla gets out the shower uh, and Greg is still there talking to everybody and Greg hold on let me turn my page off Greg is like um you know like I'm gonna head out soon and Tatiana was like well I'm gonna go get the shower so while Tatiana was while Tatiana was in the shower Greg is like yo like Priscilla we don't really get to spend a lot of time together alone like how would you like to go to lunch tomorrow I know you're going to drop the baby off the daycare and you're going to try to find you a, 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 like a job. At this point in time, Priscilla was still braiding hair because her friend taught her how to braid hair. She had a couple good clients. She was rotating us some money. So he's like, let's go to lunch. Let's try to find jobs and stuff together. Um, I could put you on my job, but you know, me and Rodney work there. You probably don't want to work with all of us and we all keep spending all this time together. So she was like, I would like that. And he was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll be here around 12. We go to lunch. We do what we got to do. And he was like, let Tatiana know I love her. I'm going to head home before I get too late. And he left. Lo and behold, like they said, he was going to come and pull up, pull up for her for lunch. So she told Tatiana, like, you know, can you bring the baby to daycare for me on your way out? And I'm going to just sit here and relax and get ready for lunch with Greg. And Tatiana pretty much told her, like, I got you, girl. But make sure today when you go to lunch, like, whatever y'all do, make sure you're doing it for you. Don't try to loop Rodney in, the, in it anymore because... You really just got to make the best decisions for you and your child. And, you know, let him know what you got going on. But, like, don't don't shelter your life around what he got going on. Like, you're an individual, too. Obviously, Tatiana knew that that is what Priscilla needed to hear. Um, because otherwise, she probably wouldn't have said it. But you know your friend. You know your friend's going through something. You, if you, and this is your best friend. Like, she knew her best friend was not feeling her best. She knew her best friend was going through some shit. And she had to say what she needed to say. She told her to take full advantage of lunch and whatever time she was going to spend with Greg. And she committed to picking the baby up from daycare and then bringing the baby back to the salon with her until she was done for the day. And Tatiana did just that. Greg and Priscilla spent some time together. And one of the conversations that they had was about the distance that they were both receiving from Rodney. She was asking Greg, like, who's this this girl that me and Tatiana keep seeing? Like... She came to the cookout. She was going crazy at graduation. Who is she? And Greg was like, bro, I do not know who that girl is. I seen her at school a couple times. I had class with her freshman year. She seemed mad cool, but I don't know that girl. And Rodney was just still MIA. Like, he ain't text nobody back. So he was like, all right, like, you know, 
if you need me to look into this this girl for you, I will. But Rodney probably not gonna give me too much information because if he doing you dirty, nine times out of ten, if he tell me, I'ma tell Tatiana, or I'm really just gonna come back and tell you. So she was like, nah, nah. Like if you think it's nothing to look into, it's nothing to look into. And Greg was just like, I don't know. Like honest to God, I don't know. So if you wanna look into it, go for it. Keep me posted. But if you don't want to look into it, don't do it. Keep me posted. But I'm not going to do nothing until you give me the word. So she was like, yeah, nah. They continued to address the the distance between Rodney. And then they shifted into finding her a job. Um, they went to a local cafe and in Bridgeport. And she ended up getting a job there, which was amazing. Like, she went out with the impression of just applying to jobs. Not even necessarily, um, like, getting a job offer. But she ended up getting a job offer so she texted Tatiana and was like bitch I got a job I start next Monday this is exciting we start school in two weeks and she's willing to work on my school schedule as well as making sure like I she has a friend who has a daycare so I'm about to take my son and put him in her daycare because th- these people are supporting me they are truly rooting for me and this is just gonna work out great for me Tatiana was like I right, cool bet Tatiana ends up going to get her a second job because she did not end up wanting to go to college and Greg was just doing him until it was time for him to move out of state. Greg and Tatiana had decided that they were going to call their relationship to a quit so that he could focus on school while he was away and Tatiana just was not in a place anymore where she would just wanted a relationship and she never ever told Priscilla like break up with Rodney because he's not being what you need to do it's always been do what you feel is the right thing for you to do and do that shit for you that's always been her advice and I want to tell y'all that is a phenomenal friend because I don't know at that particular age if I would have done that I would have been like I'm losing my nigga you losing your nigga too cut that nigga off he already acting weird so there's no reason for you to hold on to the relationship that's just me being honest with y'all but Tatiana wanted her friend to win and whatever that looked like for her friend she wanted that to be her friend's decision. She did not want to influence anything. And at this point, they were more than just best friends. They were sisters. They were living together. They were taking care of this baby together. And they did what they had to do. Priscilla starts the job. She's going great. Everything is going well. Rodney is still acting stupid. A few nights before it is time. He's still taking care of his kid, though. Let me tell y'all that. He's still taking care of his kid. He's doing what he needs to be done as a parent. But as a boyfriend, he sucks ass right now. So, Priscilla is like, y'all about to go to school. Y'all gonna do what y'all gotta do. Even though he did commit to going to school in, in Connecticut. But like, I still want to celebrate y'all going off to college and do what y'all doing. I want to celebrate myself as getting ready to go to college and being a mother and do what I gotta do. So we gonna have a big ass party. And they did. And guess who pulled up to the party? Motherfucking Jasmine. Jasmine pulled up to that party looking good. So, Priscilla was like what the fuck this bitch here for and why she dressed like that and why she keep she came in and went straight to Rodney why she going over there to my man so party happening but Priscilla is now watching Jasmine out the corner of her eye ready for a bitch to get crazy and Tatiana was like friend if you on 10 I'm on a thousand so let me know what the fuck is going on because if you ready to bust I'm ready to bang and it's nothing and that was the energy Ain't nothing to pop off at the party, but it's time for everybody to go home and do what they got to do to prepare for their new adventures in life. And Priscilla goes in the house. She's putting her baby to sleep. And Greg and Tatiana and their other friends are chopping it up outside. When Rodney is ready to leave, Rodney goes over to Jasmine and he's like whispering in her ear. And Greg looked at Tatiana and was like, they fucking. And Tatiana was like, and is. And 
Rodney and Jasmine disappeared. So they was outside. Tatiana and Greg was still outside. Like, how are we gonna break this news to our friend? Do we even say anything? Should we go and see what's up? And Greg was like, um, you go in the house and just make sure everything is cool. And I'm gonna just go pull up on my nigga because he's not gonna expect me to come because he thinks I'm spending the night over here to help y'all with the baby. So I'm gonna just pull up on a nigga randomly. Like, we're gonna clean up outside, but I'm gonna just go in randomly and see what's going on. It was eating Tatiana up, but she kept her mouth shut. She helped put the baby down. She told Priscilla, like, go take you a nice long shower. I'm going to just get us, you know, get us situated for the morning because you about to have to go to work and school. I'm going to take the baby to daycare. We're going to get this shit together. So I'm going to go in here and start prepping for tomorrow. And Greg is going to do what Greg do when he over here. So she's like, all right, cool. Priscilla in the shower. She's feeling real good. Still in the back of her head trying to figure out what the fuck going on with Rodney. And while she's in the shower, she gets a text message from Rodney that's pretty much saying, like, he don't know how to say this to her, but their relationship is over. It been over, sir, because you've been fucking up anyways. But anyways, like I was saying, he's like, he don't know how to say it. Their relationship is over. It's just best that they do what they need to do for the kid and just be friends. So she gets that message again, like I said, in the shower. So now her little peaceful, good shower turns into a crying session. She's in there with the music on crying so that Tatiana can't hear her. And Greg goes over to Rodney's house. When he pulls up, Rodney is sitting on the couch with Shorty. That's some intimate shit. Like, you could tell that that was his girl. And Greg like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Yeah, baby mom is next door. What the fuck is this? Like, you ain't never break up with her. And he's like, oh, I did break up with her. I just sent her the text message right now. Rodney and Greg start getting into it because why the fuck you send my friend a text message and you know she's dealing with postpartum depression and your kid is next door. Like, have enough respect about the situation to go in in this shit to her face. So, Jasmine starts getting involved. Jasmine like, oh, well, if he don't want to be with her, he don't got to be with her. Why are you trying to force him to be with her? It's me and him now. It's going to be me and him until the end of time. He don't love her no more. He don't like her no more. He's with me. Acting crazy. First of all, if I was Greg, and I don't, I don't, con- I don't think men should be hitting, hitting women, but I would have popped her in the mouth because, bitch, why the fuck you talking? Who's talking to you? You're not even in this situation. Shut the fuck up. Like, oh, this why I go to therapy and I work on my issues because I would have popped her in her fucking mouth because this ain't got nothing to do with you, dumbass. <sighs> Let me get some Pepsi. That's a good Pepsi. I heard that. So. Rodney, Rodney's sitting there. He's like looking back and forth. He's like, yo, stay out of it. Cause if you, if you get involved and Priscilla and them hear you yelling, they gonna come over here and we really gonna have a problem. And I just told her I was gonna break up with her. So if she come over here with a problem and she mad emotional, it's gonna be war. And my dad not gonna go against Priscilla. So my dad is really gonna fuck the situation up for you. Like just, just stay out of it. Greg ended up telling him that he wasn't shit. He didn't want to be friends with him no more. He couldn't believe that he was putting Priscilla through the shit that he was putting her through. And he runs over to the house and he's like, Tatiana, why the fuck this nigga just sent her a message breaking out with her? So Tatiana was like, well, she in the shower. Let me go get her phone. It's probably in the room. And that's when they realized the phone was in the room. The phone was actually in the bathroom. And that's how she was playing music. It wasn't from the speaker, which is normally connected to the phone, but in the room. So... Tatiana's living now because she don't really know if her friend know that this nigga sent the message. So she go in the bathroom. She like, friend. Priscilla's in the shower, sitting down, getting her hair and all that wet. And y'all know black girls do not be letting their hair get wet. So if it's something like this, it, it's a situation. 
she's sitting on the floor in the shower and she is crying and she is telling her like she's so heartbroken blah 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 Tatiana was not the person to be able to comfort her. So Greg went and, and like they got her out the shower, got her dressed. Greg was end up being the one who comforted her. And Tatiana went next door. When Tatiana get next door, she see the bitch, she see Rodney, and Tatiana just start walling out on everybody. Going crazy. Like, what the fuck is going on over here? Why the fuck would you text my friend and tell her that you're breaking up with her? Have some fucking respect for yourself. Greg told me everything. I don't fuck with you. You a scum of the earth ass nigga. You're supposed to be better than this. We was raised better than this. We created a bond that was better than this. You fucking stupid. And she left. She didn't even give that nigga opportunity to talk. And that's what the fuck I'm talking about, Tatiana. Don't give that nigga opportunity to say nothing. She went back over there to her friend. Her friend is still crying in Greg's arms. Now, at this point, the baby is crying because the baby hit a mom crying and that woke him up and now the dad is home priscilla dad like what the fuck going on here why everybody crying and and priscilla is like rodney texted me and broke up with me the dad like oh hell no dad go next door see what's going on the dad see jasmine he like oh you broke up with her via text message while the bitch that you fucking now is here the dad was like where your daddy at they call his dad they call rodney's daddy and and rodney daddy ain't going for it rodney daddy like oh no he ain't doing that in my house she about to get the fuck out no we take care of our kids in this family get that girl out of my house and boom she got kicked out days go on weeks go on rodney's in school now he went and stayed on campus because he ain't really his dad was not going for that shit you was not about to have this woman in my house while your baby mom is next door going through it and you ain't supporting her he became a deadbeat daddy he's in school so weeks go by tatiana and priscilla are tatiana and greg are trying to nurse priscilla back to life like friend this is not the end of your life you will continue to go to school you continue to work this job and be the amazing mother that you are we got you fuck that nigga emphasis on fuck that nigga so everybody cut off ties with this nigga and unfortunately rodney dad passes away everybody come together again sorry for what we said let god bygones be bygones we're gonna get you through this bro rodney drops out of school and everything is somewhat back to normal with the crew they were supporting him he was going through grief a couple weeks go by priscilla sitting on the porch with the baby planning a baby's birthday party because baby about to be one now and she's sitting on her porch and this hussy jasmine come pulling up who the fuck is that it's jasmine bitch what the fuck you doing over here i also got that tidbit from priscilla when we was having dinner she said that and i wrote it in my notebook y'all she said that shit (laughs) she's like what you doing over here he not with you no more he with me and at this point in time, Priscilla was fighting this battle by herself. None of her friends were home. The baby was in daycare. She was doing her homework on the porch, chilling. And when she started the conversation with Jasmine, Jasmine was like, oh, this entire time, he's still been fucking me. He moved into my house. He been dropped out of school. And she was like, I'm nursing this boy back to life because his daddy died. And you telling me? He only in this house right now because of the circumstances that he been living with you this whole time. And you not holding him accountable for taking care of his kid. And she was like, that don't got nothing to do with me. So, Tatiana come home. Tatiana see what's going on. She notifies Greg. Who notifies Rodney. Because Rodney was not home. Jasmine and Priscilla are going back and forth. Like, it's just... 
they going back and forth and they stop she goes sit in her car she come back she's like oh and another thing bitch blah, 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 your baby daddy this blah, 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 blah. the things that she's throwing in priscilla's face is truly heartbreaking her because i had this kid with you we had the perfect love story we had a kid and we were supposed to get married we were supposed to get married <laughs> but like we had this whole life plan together and you really threw this all down in the trash for what like this little bum ass bitch named jasmine and she was hurt so tiana takes priscilla in the house and tells jasmine that she should leave until rodney comes back and even then she don't think that it's best for her to come back because of the relationship and she was like okay well i'll see y'all on the 21st the 21st was the baby's birthday and she was like you not coming to this baby's birthday party and Priscilla was like, you, you not. You sure the fuck not coming. And Tatiana was like, bitch, I'll fight you on that. Like, you ain't coming on. You not coming over here for this party. And she was like, oh, well, if my baby, if your baby daddy wants me there as my boyfriend, he's, I'm going to be there to support him. This is his kid. And it just became a whole nother big ass situation. Jasmine ends up getting her car leaving. Greg pulls up moments later and Greg is like, what the fuck happened? They tell Greg what's going on. Greg still don't know what the fuck rodney problem is because rodney ain't never text back from the first place he ain't text nobody back they go back outside sit on the porch chilling it's almost time to go get the baby from school and rodney calls priscilla's phone and was like hey do you need me to get him from school and she like yeah that would be great so everybody's like all right now we know how long it's going to take him to get from wherever the fuck he at to get to the school and then from the school to get here so we really got to calm down so that when we get ready to address this shit with him we could address it properly. He get there and she brings the baby inside to her dad and they are sitting on the porch talking calm, cool, and collectively about what the fuck had just happened. He is assuring her like she will not be at the birthday party. It, that's that, that's just not what it's going to be. And she like, how I know that's not what it's like. You, you saying one thing, but you really doing another. Like, how do I know? That she not going to try to come up over here. You don't know her like that. I don't know her like that. And to be frank with you, I don't think she should be around my son. I second that. But I'm not in this. I ain't got no kids. I can't say nothing. But I don't want her around my son. I don't know her like that to be around my son. You don't know her like that for her to be around my son. It's too early to be introducing all these people that's going to be in his life temporarily. For his first birthday party, like I said, it's going to be a small, intimate gathering with just family. And he's like, oh, so if you get a boyfriend between now and then, you're not going to have your boyfriend there? She's like, no, I'm not. At this point, Tatiana was dating somebody else. Tatiana did not bring the man around the baby. Greg was dating somebody else. That woman was not around the baby. Out of respect for the things that Priscilla said she wanted for her son. And he was just really like, oh, well, I'm the dad. I'm going to do what I want. If I want my girl there with me, it's, that's what it's going to be. That made Greg and Rodney go at it. And it just was on for a lot the next few days up until the birthday party was an issue then we get to the birthday party first four hours of the birthday party going good rodney is not there but it is going good nobody intruded family having a great time they do some a balloon release for rodney's father who had recently passed away and they're all good rodney comes in drunk as fuck He's like, I can't, I can't believe like I'm celebrating my son's first birthday party without my first, ugh, first birthday without my dad here. It's just a lot. Hold on. Y'all got to flip the page. It's just a lot. Like I really 
did not think my life would go this way. I did not think I would be 19 years old with neither one of my parents. I appreciate the village that I have for me, but like, this is what it is. And they're all kind of like, nigga, we, this is not your, your time. Like we hear you out. People started comforting him, but like, let's focus on our baby. Like this is our baby's first birthday. He made it a year. The postpartum is not as bad as it was. Like we should not, not that this wasn't, it wasn't a good thing that he was opening up about this, but like, bro, this is not for you. This is for the babies. This is for the kids that's here. Like, ain't you drunk? So Rodney ends up sitting down, drunk as fuck still, and Priscilla's dad pulls him in the house and was like, yo, I was drinking and shit when my wife died, and it didn't get me anywhere. It actually got me further away from my kids and closer to them, and you don't want to do this. Like, your kid is young. He's going to remember these moments and you don't want him to remember that. You don't want to. You don't want him to see you as a as a, as a drunk dad. Like you may be there for everything else, but you don't want to. You don't want him seeing you as that. Her dad began to also call him out on him being a deadbeat and was like, "You really went to college and fucking forgot that you had a kid, but you got a new bitch." And he was like, "Yeah, she's gonna be here in a little bit. You get to meet her." And Priscilla, daddy was like, "That girl better not come to my house." And he was like, "Well, then I have to go next door." And he was like, "You'd rather." spend some time with that little girl next door and start to spend time with your son for his, birth, his first birthday party da, 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 da. and they end up arguing greg gets involved with that argument and greg is just like bro if you're gonna be drunk like this you could go home and in fact greg walked him to his house and he was like well my bitch still coming over so fuck all that fuck priscilla fuck tatiana and greg was like what you're not gonna do is disrespect them because they ain't disrespecting you and boom right Party is over. Everybody's home. Priscilla and Priscilla, Tatiana, and Greg are sitting on the porch talking their shit, as they always do. The baby is inside with Grandpa sleeping, and a car pulls up. No one gets out of the car. They're watching the car because that's not suspicious. Like you pulled up, they don't recognize the car. Nobody gets out of it. Person just sitting there. The windows are too dark for them to see. Another car pulls up, same situation. They could see inside of this car, but they did not recognize the the man that was in this car, but it was a grown ass man. The third car pulls up, that is fucking Jasmine. They all get out the car. This is when they realize that the people in the car was Jasmine family members. They're knocking on Rodney's door. Rodney's not answering. They're calling his phone. They can hear Rodney's phone ringing from their room, from the porch, but Rodney's not answering. When Priscilla calls Rodney's, Rodney's phone to see what's going on, he also does not answer for them. So Greg goes over there and Greg has a key. So Greg is like, hey, what's up? How can I help you guys? And Jasmine like, bitch, don't play in my face. Like, you know who the fuck I am. Rodney, I need to talk to Rodney right now. And it's just ridiculous. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, he not answering the phone for me. I know he's probably next door with that bitch. She proceeds to go to Priscilla's house. Priscilla's like, he's not over here. And my baby's in there sleeping. You're not about to go in there and wake my baby up. And the mother that was there is like making a face. Like, what the fuck? She made her baby in there sleeping. And you over here pressing her about Rodney? Something here ain't adding up. So that's when Tatiana was like, bitch, Jasmine is pregnant. And she was like, don't say that. Maybe he, maybe, maybe he hit her or something. Like, he been drunk, so maybe he put his hands on her or something. And she was just like, nah, that girl pregnant. You see how her mom was looking at you when you said your baby was in there? And Priscilla was like, I didn't even catch that. So they texting Greg, like, we think she pregnant, but don't let her in that apartment because we don't really know what's going on. So try to get that out of there before you let them in the, to the house. And Greg's like, I bet. So Greg's trying to mediate, like, what's going on? What can I help you with? And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he acting like he don't want to take care of this baby. So Greg was like, 
respectfully, he not taking care of the baby that he had with that he has with Priscilla, and they was high school sweethearts. He not gonna take care of that baby. And she was like, I'm so mad. I was fucking with him. He was acting like he was taking care of his kid. And Greg was like, you knew that because he was living with you, remember? So then the mom was like, you had him living in your apartment? It was it was crazy, y'all. I wish y'all could have seen Priscilla really acting this out for me the other day. She came to my house when we did this shit. But she was really going in. Like, she was... She was <laughs> I felt like I was there. That's why I took detailed notes of this. So I could give y'all the tea the proper way. You know what I'm saying? So she like... You had him staying in your house. You knew he was a Debbie and da 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 This boy not sitting here lying to us. You would have been lying to us this whole time. Got us thinking that this man ain't taking care, that this man is taking care of you and make sure you're good. He in there paying your rent. Whole time you paying your own rent and he just laying up in there. He ain't got a job. Da 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 da. Y'all know how black people get. Going crazy. Crazy. Crazy on her. Like, Jasmine. You thought you was about to come over here and show the fuck out and your mom showed out for you and now you look stupid because you got now you possibly pregnant by this nigga and he's definitely not gonna take care of the kid. So Priscilla goes over there and Priscilla's like, what's going on? The mother ended up giving Priscilla the tea because she was like, I could just imagine that what you going through because I just found out you was pregnant. You got a baby bond. She's like, yeah, today's my baby's first birthday. She's like, you doing this on the baby's first birthday, Jasmine? You ain't got no fucking damn respect. Da, 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 da. Mom went clean the fuck in and the dad is just standing there stunned. So Greg is like, I've been calling him. He not answering his phone. He might be in there sleep. And the mother was like, all right, we'll just come back tomorrow. Clearly, this is not the time and place. Jasmine was adamant on telling him the news right then and there. And everybody just was like, Jasmine, this not the time or the place. Go with your mama and come back tomorrow. They leave. Rodney ends up going into the house once they leave and waking Rodney up, telling Rodney everything that just transpired. Rodney looks at his phone. He has about 75 missed calls between everybody blowing his phone up, and he decides that he's going to call Jasmine back in front of Greg. He does. Jasmine's on the phone crying. He couldn't really understand what she was saying, so he's just like, where you at? I'll come to you. And she was like, I need you to give me my car back. Greg looking around crazy because Greg thought that the car that he got that that Rodney was driving and shit was a car that he bought with his father's insurance money. He didn't realize that Jasmine had paid for the car. I don't know what the fuck Jasmine was doing for her to be fresh out of high school buying niggas cars. But I'm a mom, my business. That day, I just... What the fuck was she doing? Anyways, so... She was like, me and my family are going to come talk to you tomorrow because we need to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. I'm pregnant. This is your baby. You're going to take care of this kid. And Rodney was just like, you're going to get an abortion. I already have a son that I can't take care of because of my own situation. I can't afford to have another kid. And she was like, you gonna pay for the abortion? He was like, yeah, I get the money. And the next day, she comes over there, acting like she's gonna come and get the abortion money, acting like she's coming by herself. And she came with her parents. And her parents were like, she ain't having no abortion. She having this baby. Y'all gonna suffer the consequences. So here, Rodney is 18 years old, about to have his second baby. And it was just devastating. So now... Back to Priscilla. She's in therapy. She's trying to work her way through this. She's telling her therapist, like, I don't know if I could deal with this girl for the next 18 years. Like, our children aren't going to have to interact with each other. And I just don't see us having a good relationship. Like, it's not good now. It started off wrong. I don't know if it's ever going to be a good one. I'm willing to try because I don't want my kid to miss out on anything. Because I have friends who've gone through this, but, like, I just truly don't know. Sister therapist, girl. Like, I don't know. And sister therapist was like, listen... Do what you got to do for your child to have a good life. If you got to suck it up and, and have a fake good relationship with this woman so that your kid can have a bond with their siblings, you do that. But don't put yourself in harm's way. If you feel like this woman could harm you and your child at any point in time, do not. 
and you need to go to the court and set up some sort of visitation and and get some child support from this man because you need the help she takes her therapist's advice she puts Rodney on child support and here we are three months later this girl is four months pregnant and she's like going all out for this for this baby her family bought her a new apartment they got her you know the baby stuff situated but Rodney is not showing up for either of the kids he's still being a deadbeat Rodney has a, a near-death experience and came back snapped out of it he got a job he's taking care of his kids he's being more supportive of Jasmine during her pregnancy and is actually taking care of RJ we're gonna call their son RJ Rodney Jr. taking care of RJ doing what he gotta do and you know, he has started, they started seeing a change in him. He would seem to be sincere about the decisions that he had made in the past. He did not want to go down that road of just drinking his life away. He almost went to jail for a DUI. He really needed to change. He realized that at any moment in time, he could have really lost his life and he would not have ever been there for his kids ever again. So he put things in place. He apologized. His actions were matching his words. He was being more intentional about how he spent his time and his money with his children and just really trying to get his relationship with Priscilla back to where it used to be. During his near life, his near death experience, um, Priscilla had really been there to comfort him the way she had did when his mom passed away and the way that she did when he was when they were in high school. And he had really wanted to work on that relationship, but Priscilla's therapist told her, do not get your hopes high. He may be doing that because Jasmine don't want to deal with you and he may, in the midst of her wanting him back and her having that baby, he just may leave you high and dry. So do not get your hopes up. Don't get any expectations from this. You really just need to do what you got to do for your kid. And that's what Priscilla remained doing. She was taking care of her kid, being the great mother that she could be. And when Jasmine had this baby, things changed. postpartum depression Rodney was pretty much going back and forth between Priscilla and and, um, and Jasmine it was just a mess and Priscilla was like you're not going to do this to me you're not going to do this to my son and you damn sure not about to do this to a woman that has a newborn because I know I've been in her place I know how this feels like you need to choose her and keep it pushing or choose me and keep it pushing like you're not about to be back and forth and she wasn't sexually active with him while they were going back and forth it was more so an emotional connection so fast forward six months later um rj is turning two and this new baby is six months old and rodney is just like here one day going the next and priscilla and Tatiana are telling him like bro you not doing what you need to do when it comes to your son like you need to be more consistent we understand how draining it is for you to have a newborn but like yeah baby six months now like y'all should be in the swing of things by now obviously Priscilla was patient because she understands there's no handbook when it comes to parenting but like bro what the fuck is you doing like you you decided that she was gonna have two kids not only does he have two kids but he has a he is now dealing with a woman who has postpartum like in her face he was not as present with priscilla's postpartum as he was with jasmine and that made priscilla some type of way because like i'm supposed to be the love of your life i'm supposed to be your your soulmate blah blah and you ain't do half the shit that you're doing for her for me 
So was we really locked in or was we playing in my face? Time goes on. Fast forward to uh, the baby's first birthday. Jasmine's baby's first birthday. And he's asking, you know, Priscilla to be involved. And she's like, no, like, I'll drop my son off. And my son will be there for his sibling's birthday. But, like, I'm not I'm not helping y'all cut no cake. I'm not decorating. I'm not helping y'all plant nothing. And he was like, all right, cool. This bitch, Jasmine, decides she's going to try to press her. Like, oh, I was there for your son's birthday party. Um, regardless if you want me there or not. Like, I gave him a gift. I stepped up, blah, 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 blah. I was trying to be there for him. And you just going to say that you're not going to be there for me. Like, you're a mother. You should know how this shit feels. And Priscilla was like, bitch, I don't have no fucking respect for you. I don't got nothing to say to you. My child could have a relationship with your child because they are siblings. But, like, I'm not about to sit here and kiki in your face. And you don't like my friend. So I'm not coming. I'm supposed to do sit over there by myself and look stupid while your family look at me crazy for being here. And it just got heated. They they had some, they exchanged some really foul words with each other. And it gets crazy. It gets crazier. Because... Now, Jasmine is still back on her childish-ass dumb shit that she was on in the beginning. Like, picking like picking fights with Priscilla, acting stupid, pulling up at her crib. And she's like, yo, I'm not doing this shit with you. Like, we too grown. We both got kids now. We got too much to lose. Act the fuck right. And rightfully so. This is why I'm, I thank God that I don't have no kids and have to deal with baby daddy drama like this. Because I don't know if I would have made it. I probably would have been in jail. But... That's that, that becomes the relationship of Priscilla and Jasmine. Like, Jasmine just, just irking her. And she's like, rightfully so, there's only so much I could take. So she texts Rodney one day. This is after the birthday party. And she's like, yo, I would really appreciate if you set some boundaries when it comes to Jasmine. And he's like, yo, she's wild as fuck. I can't control her like I could control you. And for whatever reason, and we all know the reason... Priscilla goes off on him. You can't fucking control me. You used to manipulate me. And, like, you weren't being truthful to me. And she pretty much, like, read him for fucking filth. As she fucking should, because what you fucking mean I can't control her the way I can control you? Like, that. I would have got... See? Another reason why I would have been in jail. Because I would have committed a crime after he said that shit to me. And Priscilla's like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm, I'm done trying to, like, support you and beg you to have a good relationship with my son. It, like he's your son too so you should be you should want him to have a good relationship with you if nothing else and Rodney was in the beginning he was like just saying like okay trying to brush it off but he wasn't really trying to take responsibility after this conversation Rodney goes ghost again and only sees his son every once in a while and Priscilla pretty much called him out on that she's like you are not gonna have like one foot out the door when it comes to my kid like you're either here or you're not like this is causing him trauma and we both know like they grew up around trauma they like they were experiencing shit as kids and she's like I don't want that for my son so you need to get the fuck together he was like yo can we talk like I want to talk to you face to face because we keep having like text message arguments and I feel like like nobody we're never going to get anywhere because we're not really understanding each other's tone in these text messages and Priscilla was like alright cool like let's meet up she met up with this bum-ass nigga. He's telling her how he wanted to marry her. He should have never got Jasmine pregnant, but you fucking did, you dumbass. Ooh, I hate when niggas do shit like that. He should have never got Jasmine pregnant. Hold on, let me turn the page. He should have never got her pregnant. He's realizing that that's not his soulmate. She don't even fucking understand him. 
he felt like Jasmine was fucking with him because Jasmine thought he was gonna be big and like come up with some bands or something but he ended up being a college dropout but like feeding Priscilla everything that she wanted to fucking hear and when I was telling her when I was talking to her about this I was saying this to her like girl that's what you wanted to hear like you wanted him to choose you that bad and you fucking let him back in y'all he pretty much tell her he gonna leave fucking Jasmine get custody of his daughter and him and Priscilla gonna be a happy ass family and this bitch ate that the fuck up and I told her in her face like you should not have ate that the fuck up like you did but it is what it is so she ate it the fuck up she started preparing herself to move out of her father's house because she was still living with her pops so now she got a job where she could live on her own so she's preparing herself to move out of her pops house and is preparing for this nigga to move in with her like she buying mommy and daddy and son sets and shit so they could like match pajamas and all that like she going the whole nine yards and this nigga don't even fucking leave Jasmine because he said Jasmine was in too much of a fragile state. So here Priscilla is, brokenhearted again. And she was just like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, I can't keep putting myself through this heartbreak when it comes to you. Like, you really gotta figure out this shit. And she fucking called it a quits, y'all. She has not talked to him in that manner in three years. He is a great father to his son. But now this nigga is coming back around talking about he really want to make it work. He is still living with Jasmine, but Jasmine is known to have a new man and is pregnant by the new man. Um, and he is just living in the house because he don't really got nowhere else to go. Um, he ended up having to sell his dad's house that he, you know, grew up in because it would just cost him too much to maintain it. And he obviously did not have the money to do so. So he had to sell the house. Um, and he had to stay with Jasmine, so he had nowhere else to go. Now, this is where we chime in and give Priscilla some advice. Priscilla wants to know, what should she do? She feels like he has genuinely changed and is truly trying to make a difference in his life. And she can actively see that he has been trying to change. Like, the way that he speaks to her is different. He's actually respecting the boundaries that they have. And it's been over... Um, they haven't talked like that in three years, but when it comes to, like, the things that they actually have to talk about, um, he's been, like, a little bit more intentional about it. This is my advice, and y'all can chime in, send DMs, all that. This is my advice. Continue to focus on you in your career, and don't be worried about that nigga, because we've seen that this has been a cycle with him, like... He fuck up with you, he do whatever you want to do, he come back, he apologize, and y'all in good graces again. Something tragic happens, you have to support him, or he has to support you. It's good for a little bit, and then he does dumb shit. I say, pay that man no mind, let him grow some more. And if you're still feeling open to, like, talking to him and reconnecting with him, then go for it. But if not, don't go for it. I feel like all of these patterns that you've described to me... And, like, when we talked and sat down and, like, analyzed everything, there's too many patterns of this this manipulative behavior for you to go back. Yes, he may be actively, like, applying the things that he's learning in therapy to his life. However, however, you are too precious and too worthy to deal with somebody who's gonna just like in the, in the middle of everything choose somebody else you deserve someone who's gonna choose you 
over and over and over and over again. No matter how bad the bitch next to him is, no matter what the other person is offering, he's going to know that whatever Priscilla has to offer, he wants that to the end of time. And I think that you would be doing yourself a dishonor by going back and attempting to deal with him. Like, y'all are still very young. Allow him some time to grow because you guys had to grow up really fast due to the circumstances of your life and focus on yourself. Like I said, if he, if he is still consistent three years from now, maybe give it a chance. But I just feel like it's too many, it's too much trauma that you had to heal from for you to go back to him. And I think that if you had to heal from somebody, that there's no reason for them to be back in your life. Which, that piece of advice is easier said than done. Um, I need to take my own fucking advice. But, like, you're worth way much more than that. And it's sad that it took him a whole nother woman, a whole nother kid to realize what you were deserving of. Like, y'all been friends since middle school. He know what the fuck is up and he's choosing to be stupid. So, friend, I'm gonna say leave that nigga where he at. But it's also very easy for me to detach from somebody. So we're going to see what our other friends got to say. Help y'all sis out.